Welcome to the 65th episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast, featuring me, myself, and I. Hope you stay tuned. Thank you, as always, for listening, as I'm excited to share what I've been working on for the past couple of months. I've had so many thoughts and ideas, I actually jotted down notes for the first time. So please know I'm speaking from the heart, but need a few reminders just to stay on track. As many of you know, I co-founded the Diabetes Daily Grind blog, which launched in 2014 with my first diet buddy, Ryan Fightmaster. He was the first person living with type 1 diabetes I believe I'd ever met as an adult. I'd finally found someone who could, who could understand the good, the bad, the enlightening, and the ugly. We were there for each other, and we knew that we had a similar life mission of wanting to share our story in hopes that it would help other people live the best life that they can, not see it as the death sentences some of us have, or to feel like they still live on an island. So I can't, I can't describe that. Um, I found Ryan at a time in my life when it's exactly when I needed it. It was always our intention to break the diabetes glass ceiling by sharing stories of our own or those of other people living with, the, with diabetes with a no-filter, be-real attitude. I truly believe we accomplished this. The blog traffic grew quickly, so we got crazy one day and decided to expand our efforts and recorded the first Real Life Diabetes podcast. We had no idea if anybody would listen, but we both felt good about putting our voice behind our mission in the blog to provide real support for the diabetes life. No subject, as you know, has ever been off limits. We've talked about dating, traveling the world, sports, camping, life as a teenager, the latest diabetes hacks, because we're always figuring out something new, frustrations with insurance, and some of our deepest fears. We did not allow outsiders, big pharmaceutical companies, or advertisers to sway our message. Real life. The past year, manning the blog and podcast by myself has been incredibly challenging. I had leaned heavily on Ryan and our IT crew to make everything work seamlessly, but was slapped in the face by reality, and I needed to up my game in the tech world once Ryan had left for his residency. I worked diligently to keep things running at the cost of not producing as many episodes as I would like. I have literally been the marketing team, the social media team, the producer, the, I'm going to say editor loosely because, as you know, Jonathan is the um, audio engineer, but this has been a huge, an eye-opening experience and one that I'm, I'm very thankful to be able to participate in. Not many of you know, but this project has been fully funded by me with a little help from Ryan in the beginning. I cashed in every friend favor, pulled out credit cards, dumped what little savings I had, and even put the majority of my car accident settlement into this project. I wasn't going to share that, but was heavily encouraged by somebody else because I don't, if you don't know, I want to be transparent in everything that's going on moving forward. I know this has been incredibly risky, 
but I absolutely believe this is my true calling, and I'm not a quitter. Finding my diet buddies and learning to love myself has saved me. I don't know how else to describe it. But before I really jump into the details, I want to thank you as always for listening, liking, sharing, and sending my feedback. I'm always pleasantly surprised by your comments, and even the harsh ones encourage me to move forward and to provide an unbiased, authentic, and relatable message to people living with diabetes and their loved ones. <laughs> I've been given a really hard time about burping. Granted, I probably sh- that should not have been on there. And cursing. And, you know, I just wanted to be myself. And there's times when you need to drop the F-bomb or you need to be angry. And um, if that ever offended anybody, I apologize, but this is me. And um, some days it's better said that way. Um, I also want to share, besides all of that, that um, I sincerely want you to understand why I'm doing this. And I want to share a few stories that fuel my soul and help keep me stay focused and grounded really when I need it in the days that I really want to give up. I think one of the most eye-opening aha moments for me over the past couple of years was my lack of compassion for people living with type 2 diabetes. I'm ashamed to say that, but want to be honest as to why I've expanded the Diabetes Daily Grind and podcast to include all people living with diabetes. I've mentioned on a few episodes, in November 2018, ironically Diabetes Awareness Month, I stepped down as the Associate Director of a Wellness Center for folks age 50 and beyond. My time from the beginning of that journey exposed me to a large number of pre-diabetic members and those already diagnosed with type 2. You know, I heard in the hallways, oh, I'm on metformin, or they put me on this, I don't really know how to use it, or, you know, they gave me this pamphlet or this booklet, and I don't really understand, and whatever. So, it just, yeah. Um, I feel I intentionally cast judgment on this demographic, but as a leader in the organization, I chose to focus my energy on learning more about this very different disease for mine, and learn to feel compassion and a need to help them. You know, with type 1, granted, I wasn't given a ton of information, but you're given a lot more, and these people deserved more. So I created a wellness expo. I brought in anybody I could think of or that was willing to participate to bring attention to various things with people age 50 and above. I created a Diabetes Awareness Day and really called in the friend favors, and I had everything related to diabetes I could think of down to dental health. I mean, things that the average person may not think about, especially someone with type 2. I worked with every organization and hospital I could find that could provide information about better management or prevention, and even co-hosted a bi-monthly diabetes support group. (laughs) And they got a real earful when it came to some things, and a lot of questions I couldn't answer, so I brought in experts. I encouraged everyone to shed the shame and work as a team to help one another, encourage exercise, share healthy eating tips, share their frustrations, or whatever they needed that day to continue on their journey. Um, I, I learned so much from this group and hope they too learned something from me and the, and the people that I chose to come in. I got to share this one, the one man in particular, he really did change my life and um, about grace and humble and you know why we walk this earth. And I had the privilege of giving this gentleman a discounted membership rate and another organization provided transportation as he was a little um, 
financially strapped and couldn't drive. But this man was eager to change his life, and I was going to be sure that he got every opportunity. I witnessed his transfer- transformation over the next couple of months, and every time I passed him in the hallway, he thanked me or shared his latest workout success story. <laughs> One day he was like, did you notice anything different? I'm not using my cane. You know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, wow, that's a huge, that's huge. So his diabetes management was much better controlled and, and shared his, his, one of his, one of the coolest late night snack hacks I'd ever heard. He replaced his nightly bowl of potato chips, which many people do, with crisp iceberg lettuce. He put it next to his recliner and every time that he went down, you know, he was thinking he's getting a potato chip. He was actually getting the lettuce. Had the same crisp. Now granted, it wasn't salty you know, and taste of heaven, but he really changed his life. And I witnessed that ripple effect on other members. And so, you know, that was just incredible to see. And this person who just was working for himself would share his story and it made a difference. And that is incredible. Another recent interaction was at a wedding that really took me by surprise. For the first time in probably 10 or so years, I wore a sleeveless dress. Pause. You know that that's huge. I know. Ridiculous. Again, I'm learning to love myself exactly as I am. You know, because I don't wear sleeveless anything for vanity reasons, but felt compelled that evening to show off my diabetes gear in hopes that it would foster my personal journey of self, self-worth and acceptance. Shortly after entering the venue, a woman stopped me and said something along the lines of, I noticed the device on the back of your arm, and you could tell she was nervous to say anything, you know. I want you to know you look beautiful tonight, and give me hope my granddaughter will see more people like you who are not ashamed. of having diabetes. Obviously, as I'm crying through this, we both teared up. And shared a hug. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And it was the universe's way of letting me know I'm on the right path. The real life diabetes happy hour has also been an incredible experience. Ryan and I realized early on the importance of meeting other people who get it. And what better way to bring people together than an hour or two of happiness with fellow people living with diabetes and their loved ones. It has nothing, and I mean that, nothing to do with booze, but more about surrounding yourself in a non-clinical environment to share, like I said earlier, life hacks, funny stories, get onto each other for their alarms or their, you know, where they've set their um, you know, where they've set their alarms, frustrations, latest insulin regimen, because that's all changing, and whatever else, you know, we felt compelled to talk about. Some of us didn't talk. Some of us just listened, put our arm around each other, or talked about, you know, the diabetes camps for adults, how to bring people together. And it, it, was, it is therapy at its best, and it doesn't cost a thing. And it's, and it's so different from attending a workshop, which I'm glad they're out there, or to be surrounded in a clinical setting, like I said. You want to be around people that can understand and relate. And that's exactly what the Real Life Diabetes Happy Hour does. It also has provided me the opportunity 
to travel the country. Um, and since taking the show on the road, I've made diet buddies in Santa Fe, New Mexico, Bentonville, Arkansas, San Antonio, Texas, Joplin, Missouri, and even in my hometown of Oklahoma City. And with all the social media buzz and comments, it is clear the Real Life Diabetes Happy Hour is a hit. And I absolutely foresee it growing. And in fact, I've, I've been contacted by people living with diabetes from across the globe wanting to find and or create a community in their area. I'm always down for traveling, especially if it includes meeting new diapeeps. So if I were to listen to all the requests that have come in in the past, I'm going to say two months, I will be heading out to the Vermont, Rhode Island area, Hollywood, California, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Atlanta, Georgia, Central Florida, St. Louis, Missouri, and Minnesota. It is my very intention to make it happen and this is why I'm sh- this episode in particular is so sp- If you're a regular listener, you've probably noticed it is a rare episode that you hear an advertisement with the exception of my good friends over at the 405 Brewery. I'm honestly contacted daily by companies, marketing groups, and promoters encouraging me to have them as a guest on the podcast or feature them as a guest blog promoting their product or service. We started the Diabetes Daily Grind with a strict policy of not exposing our diapeeps to things we didn't believe in. So I weed out the ones who intend to use my platform to poach our listeners. Hence, little to no advertising. But in an effort to be transparent, I gladly work with big pharma and tech companies and to date have not received a single cent. Some of you might raise an eyebrow at that, um, but I want to be clear, if I mentioned them by name, it was because I learned something new, whether that's good or bad, and wanted to share. For example, I tried a particular new insulin twice and was not shy about how crappy it was the first time around. After a few months, I gave it another shot. After learning more about the product, that's on me, and I should have, done my educa- I should have educated myself before starting it the first time. This insulin has greatly improved my highs and lows, and I'm glad I didn't throw in the towel. Still not mentioning them. There's no need. Additionally, I'm a sucker when it comes to nonprofits, as I have worked within the realm most of my professional career. I often attend, post, and share things that when I, you know, I'm participating in a diabetes gala. Um, I've been a guest speaker at and on promotional videos for JDRF. I promote everything I can for my friends at Beyond Type 1 because I believe in what they're doing. It's incredible. And do my best to attend conferences and lectures across the globe to educate myself and keep you up to date. I know not everyone has the time or energy, so I do my best to do just that. This is not only my passion, but my full-time job, and I love it. Uh, So, you know, I've kind of given you my two cents as to why I do what I do, but I have a few diabetes who are kind enough to share why they enjoy the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. The Real Life Diabetes Podcast is just that. It's sharing stories, learning through common experience, and making connections to others who are also living their real life with diabetes. It's a place for diabetes tales, trials, tribulations, and wins. You might make a new friend, learn a new hack, or simply sit there and revel in the thought that, Oh my gosh, me too. 
The podcast has been truly transformational in my life in many different ways, but I would say that it's really helped me in becoming more mature in my diabetes management and understanding of the disease. And it's hit three areas for me. Number one is education. It's true education, meaning it's not from the ivory tower from people who don't live with the disease and don't really understand the struggles of every day. And so the education has been really, really helpful for me because it's allowed me to be a continued learner, which I think is important when you live with with diabetes. Number two is it's been a huge encouragement hearing from different people from all walks of life and different perspectives. Once again, allows me to know that there's other people out there struggling with the same thing that I've been struggling with for over 23 years. And number three is that it's allowed me to be empowered. Uh, The podcast empowers me because it makes me realize once again that I'm part of a great family. Uh, I'm part of a family of Diabetes Daily Grind that people actually care. It's unbiased and it's truly from people that are uh, living the day just like me. So it's truly been transformational in my life. The podcast that Amber's put together has meant a lot to me. Being able to hear other people's stories in a real way and realize that you're not the only one going through all the highs and lows is a big deal. Also, my wife has informed me that I have opened up a little more about the disease and willing to share a little bit more, so that's been good. And also, the events that Amber has put together where you can actually meet Uh, other people with type 1 has helped me out. So thank you, Amber, for everything that you have put together. Hello, this is Mike Hostie. I'm right here in the studio writing a new theme song for the Diabetes Daily Grind. Hoping something comes out. (laughs) I haven't got much right now, but coming together and that's where it all starts with the grind just like the diabetes daily grind be sure and listen to the new podcast coming up next week amber's got some exciting news for you and hopefully the first verse of the song will be done by then now that I've cried and explained how things have unfolded, it's time for me to get to the meat of this episode. I've done a ton of research, spoken with other podcast hosts and bloggers, polled patrons of the Real Life Diabetes Happy Hour, and even reached out to the medical community and feel confident I've made the right decision to foster growth and reach a larger audience. It is imperative for me to keep the episodes available at no cost, but I need help. I've created a tiered membership platform at various levels, beginning as low as five bucks. That is the cost of a fancy cup of coffee or pint of crappy beer. I teetered on this for ages as many people in the diabetes community share their thoughts, most negative, about asking somebody with diabetes for money. But For those of you who are able to, you're going to continue to provide this for free. 
So if you have that extra cash, I hope you'll invest it. The membership levels are your buy-in as a partner on this journey to help all people living with diabetes. The notion is simple. Your 5, 10, 20, or whatever membership level you sign up for comes with perks. Again, podcast is free. No change there. Your membership dollars will help grow a team who can take some of the burden from me. Having someone regularly maintain the website, get, for the love of God, all the podcast episodes back on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. It's huge. And I, yish. Help create marketing materials and keep me on track with upcoming events. This will allow me to create more content. Cliff Notes, more podcasts. Some of your membership perks include videos of person in-person podcast guests. I've had the privilege of in, being in front of a couple of famous folks, but even the even the, the other ones. I mean, it's nice to see somebody's reaction because you can really look on their face and see how passionate they are about sharing their life with diabetes. Um, the ability to phone in a question during a podcast. That's going to be something that's new. And especially when you know who the guest might be in advance. You might have a get, you know, somebody who's trying out for the uh, a triathlon or something like that. Like your input or question is is beneficial. And access to other members in your tier. Kind of like a chat room of sorts. I mean, you all see when somebody posts something, I guess, when it comes to iTunes reviews and things like that. But I'm really the only person that has that one-on-one communication. So if I understand the system correctly, you'll be able to engage, whatever that means for you. And you don't have to. You know, that's just a bonus. And I have been stockpiling a list of services and brands I believe in. This page which will be only accessed through certain tiers, will feature discount codes, offer free services and consultations, and be an incredible resource for all people living with this, this disease. It, it's a serious perk, and I'm excited to announce all of the, uh, the partnerships, I will say, that have come along with this, none of which are paying me. I am literally just listing them because I believe in what they're doing, and they're offering you a discount because they want a better life for you. All of this information is available now on the Diabetes Daily Grind website, and the Perks page and other resources will launch in early July. Please note, all of this can be expedited with you pulling the trigger and signing up. <laughs> no shame there. I can hire an IT person as soon as I secure funding. In fact, one of the folks I plan to hire has type 1, and I'll be sharing his year-long epic journey working abroad in a future podcast. In developing the new platform and taking notes for years, a common theme pops up, the disconnect between the patient and physician. Unfortunately, a few past guests were diagnosed with type 1 or type 2 and given handouts, booklets, you know, things I mentioned earlier that were not real support for this life. I mean, when you're given a diagnosis, I don't care what it is, being handed a pamphlet is just not going to cut it. And the fear of living with this disease can cripple people. And some of the poor souls were misdiagnosed and had to argue their way into a correct diagnosis. I'm not blaming anyone, but we all know the system is broken. This unfortunate situation has inspired me to rally some friends and create the Real Life Diabetes Consulting Group. This team includes... 
a fellow type 1 who has worked within the big pharma and tech companies, a CDE, patient advocate, and tech company award recipient, a type 1 mom who is an advocate on Capitol Hill, and a person who has changed his life and hopes to inspire fellow folks living with type 2 diabetes to do the same. I've spent countless hours communicating with local medical groups and large hospitals, which all have been well-received. I was kind of shocked, actually. I had a lot to say. I plan to poll members in an effort to grow this concept and help bring everyone together to provide better support. We're all in this together, and I encourage you to please stay tuned. Last but not least, I truly believe in giving back. Please note, because I feel like there's been a miscommunication in, in the past, the Diabetes Daily Grind is not a nonprofit organization and is why I am able to make a charitable gift. Once you are a member, your chosen tiered amount will be withdrawn on the first of every month, kind of like a subscription, and you are able to opt out whenever you need to, which I hope you don't. A portion of the membership income will be donated quarterly to a charity. I've chosen the first recipient that will be polling various tiers members, I guess, for input in the future because we're in this together and we as a team will decide who is worthy of these dollars. We are in this together again and I respect and encourage your comments. With my recent time in Joplin, Missouri, the first recipient is Stick It to Diabetes. They have no idea, but I truly believe in what they are doing. If you haven't heard, and I yeah, I hope you have because it's been all over everything Diabetes Daily Grind. Dr. Scholl, an endocrinologist, and a team of others created this event to provide free, yeah, free, diabetes supplies to those in need. It all stemmed from a massive tornado that hit their community, leaving many people without the medications they needed to survive. In this time of insulin for all, my money goes to a group who believe no one should live without I hope, I hope you take a moment to check it out. Stick it to diabetes. I truly hope you're still listening and are as excited for the future as I am. I rarely boast, and I don't know that that's the word I'd like to use here, but with just over 97,000 downloads in all 50 states and in 119 countries, I'm happy to announce the future and growth of the Diabetes Daily Grind and Real Life Diabetes Podcast. I would not be able to do this without you, and I'm happy as always to entertain questions, thoughts, or ideas. Feel free to contact me anytime at amber at diabetesdailygrind.com. As I wrap up this episode, I want to share a phrase by my dear artist friend, Romy Owens, militant optimist. I feel confident you will sign up at whatever level you feel comfortable and know in your heart You are helping other people who get it. Let's work together to make life better for all people living with this disease and their loved ones. Everybody needs their tribe and this is it. Thank you for listening to the end. And I hope that you will continue to love, like, and share. Buy your stuff on Amazon. Sign up for the newsletter. And stay engaged 
Because as I said, this is my life passion. This is my work on this earth. And I am so thrilled to have found this community. Cheers to the highs and lows, everyone. I got more than sense.